Welcome to another edition of Rick and Bubba University, the podcast. Uh, your old friends Rick and Bubba here, Professor Burgess, Professor Bussey. Uh, if you're not familiar with our weekly show, go to Rick and Bubba, spell out the word and.com. Uh, we actually crank out quite a bit of content Monday through Friday, uh, and you can find all the different ways to get the show live or and or archived. If this is your only exposure to the show, and this is our weekly unique podcast, uh, and we thank you for joining us for this. And Bubba, this is a topic we've talked about so much on the show, and it's not an exaggeration. You know, Americans are, are getting really nervous when we begin to think to ourselves, you know, we have a central government now that is ever-growing. Uh, we're, we're allowing it, un, uh, unfortunately, going against what the Founding Fathers warned us about. You know, the Founding Fathers said whatever power you give the central government, they will abuse it, so just don't give them very much power. <laughs> right. Keep them limited. So we have kind of allowed agencies to form that were never intended, uh, given them power that probably wasn't wise. Uh, and, you know, sometimes that's okay unless you get an administration that says, you know what? Uh, we've got access to a lot of uh, government agencies that we can weaponize. And our guest today, Vince uh, Ellison, Vince has, has been pointing quite a bit in a number of books to this problem. But the, the latest book, which is going to be coming out on October the 3rd, Crime Incorporated, uh, How Democrats Employ Mafia and Gangster Tactics to Gain <laughs> and Hold Power. Pretty straightforward. Uh, pretty there straightforward. Is, yeah. So Vince Everett Ellison joins us now. Uh, Vince, welcome to Rick and Bubba. How are you today, sir? Brother, I'm in heaven because I'm with Rick and Bubba. <laughs> We're glad to have you. Uh, yeah, man, glad to be here. Uh, so you 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 look at the new book, and you've covered you you've been trying to to warn people uh, about uh, you know the abuse of power in the government and things that are going on. The Biden administration it it doesn't feel like an exaggeration. Uh, we we've said it before. I know you've kind of not afraid to say it either. They do operate like a crime family. Many people will say, well, this is hyperbole and exaggeration, but in your book, you're saying, no, not really, if you look at the facts. No, it's not hyperbole at all, y'all. I've been around these Democrats for a long time. See, I was born on a cotton plantation in Haywood County, Tennessee. My father was a sharecropper. And, um, you know, he he did, did nothing but pick cotton his whole life, and uh, but he aspired. Uh, and when I was a young man, he got in, involved in the insurance industry, and he bought us out of poverty. And we started uh, singing gospel music around in the South. And and I uh, went to college, University of Memphis. And after that, I started working as a correctional officer. And this was in the 90s when Clinton and Biden crime bill was sending a lot of black men to prison, a lot of men, period, white and black. And I started asking the black intelligentsia, I mean, why are these black men being locked up? And of course, you got the same old refrain from the NAACP and all of them, right? You know, rich, white, conservative, just hate black people and locking them up. So I was naive at that time. And I said, really? So I left my post, started a nonprofit, went down to the black community. And when I went down to the black community, uh, I didn't see any evil, rich, white conservatives anywhere. I mean, you see a leprechaun before you saw one. <laughs> but, but what you did see were a lot of black Democrats making money off of the chaos. And I, I wrote my first book about these guys, and I called them the Iron Triangle. Most black preachers, most black politicians, and most black civil rights workers. And they're conduits between rich white liberals, you know, Marxists and the communists and the Democrat Party. And their main goal is to make sure the black community vote for the Democrat Party by hook or by crook, period. And these people that control the vote are criminals. They're evil criminals. And they use these, these mafia and gangster tactics to gain and maintain power, just like Stalin, just like Mussolini, and just like Hitler did. They demoralize you. They kill you. 
they 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 stuff ballots, street money, you name it, they do it. But I've taken this book, Crime Inc., that I've just I've just taken uh, I've used a lot of phrases from all these old gangster movies, and 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 I show how they just encapsulate the Democratic Party and how they do business here in America. And if your viewers want to, and and, uh, and and your listeners want to buy the book, go to VinceEllison.com. VinceEllison.com, you can get my you can get my videos, my documentaries, and my books there and read some of my blogs. It'll blow your mind. But these Democrats are evil, they're criminal, and we have to beat them in 2024. Vince, you speaking so straightforward about this, I imagine has made you a very popular person huh. inside that, that iron triangle you referred to. It's pretty interesting. I did a documentary um, earlier this year called Will You Go to Hell for Me? Uh, that Tucker Carlson debuted the trailer on his show because when I sent it to him, he said it was the most powerful trailer he'd ever seen. And uh, your, your 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 viewers and your listeners can go to can go to my website and you can check out that trailer. It's amazing. But what I, I asked this question, you know, it came from a, a trip me and my daughter had when Trump won, and we were coming home for Thanksgiving, and and they had this march of women up there in Washington D.C. My daughter and I stopped at a McDonald's to get something to eat, and they had a caravan there, and they stopped also. They saw my daughter, seeing that she was black, also thought she was a Democrat and a liberal. And they tried to and they tried to recruit her to go on the march with them. And my daughter looked at her and said, ma'am, I cannot go with you. I'm not a liberal. I'm a Christian. I voted for Trump. I vote my values. And I was so proud of her because she stood there and looked at that woman and said, I'm a Christian. I vote my values. I live by my values. And so when you look at the Democrat Party, and they're a party that wants to castrate little boys and call them little girls, wants to cut off the breasts of little girls and call them little boys, want to have nine-month abortion, allow children in failing schools, allow trafficking and fentanyl across the border that kills 100,000 Americans a year. When you look at that party and you're a Christian and they ask you to vote for them, they're asking you to go to hell for them. That documentary was shown here in Lynchburg, Virginia, about a thousand people in a theater. All of them gave a standing ovation, mostly white, 95%. The same documentary was shown in Memphis, Tennessee, a World Overcomers Church, a 12,500 member black church in Memphis, the biggest black church in Memphis. It received a standing ovation there too. Why? Because I told the truth. The Democratic Party is an evil institution. It is controlled by a cabal of perverts, liars, psychopaths, and anti-Christian bigots. And, and Christian men and women have to stand up and look at them and say, you people have lost your mind. You're stone cold crazy. And I'm not going to go with you on this one. Well, uh, I wish you would tell us how you really felt. But, um, but, but, <laughs> well, that's a fresh word well, to hear. It's conviction. It, yeah. it, it's principle. And, and that does not have a color. Truth is not relative. And, and, and truth is truth and it stands on its own. But but one of the things that you you made this point, you've kind of gone to it again in our conversation. This kind of goes back to the first book, the twenty five uh, lies, and and then then you did Iron Triangle uh, before that. And one of the things that you said, and we've talked about this on the show, but see, we're white, we're not allowed to speak of it. And of course, then when you speak of it, then you no longer are black for some reason. I don't know how they get to declare that, but but. Um, you know, even the president himself said, you know, if you didn't vote for me, then you're not really black. And that that's how arrogant the Democratic Party has gotten when it comes to people of color. And and you made the point that this is the party of the Ku Klux Klan. This is the party that stood against the civil rights movement of the 60s. But they've repackaged themselves. And you point out, as, as others have, but when you point it out, frankly, it has more standing. Uh, that all they've done is repackage themselves. They're just doing it in a different way. 
You are so correct on that. Same party, different uh, uh, different packaging, you know, under, under new management. Same thing. I mean, they've always been an evil institution. From 1800 to 1860, part of slavery. From 1860 to 1865, part of the Confederacy. From 1865 to 1970, part of Jim Crow. Always filling elections. Always extra constitutionalism. Always castrating and beating and raping. You know, John F. Kennedy stood in front of the Berlin Wall back, back in the 1960s. And he said that people that, that think that communism is so great, let them come to, to Berlin. Well, I tell people this. People that think the Democratic Party is so great, let them come to Detroit. <laughs> let them come to Milwaukee. Let them come to Chicago. Let them come to New York. Let them come to Memphis. Let them come to Atlanta, L.A., any place where they rule. It's dysfunction. It's murder. It's killing. You see how they're having to close these stores now uh, uh, over in uh, uh, Oakland and San Francisco yeah. and in Portland and Seattle. Why? People just stealing. Just going in, just taking what they want. Have no morals. And the Democratic Party is so insane that if you kneel at a football game to protest your government, they'll applaud you. But if you kneel at the, at the same football game to pray to Jesus, they want to put you in jail. <laughs> they, You're they, right. They've taken the Bible out of schools and put porn in the schools. They're taking God out of schools about the drag queens in. This is insanity on an industrial level. And we have to stop entertaining these people and acting like they have some type of moral uh, uh, equality with us. They are not. They are the worst people walking the face of this earth. And we have to stand up and look at them and call them that. And stop acting like just because they're Democrats or they have some type of position of authority that they're equal to us. No, they're not. You murder children. You vote for it up to the ninth month. You castrate little boys. You you cut off the breast of little girls, give them puberty blockers. You destroy these children for the rest of their lives. You, you allow sex trafficking across the border where we see them every day, these poor people, the cartels running the whole show, bringing fentanyl in this country, killing our best and our brightest, 100,000 a year. Poverty, crime, family breakdown, people in prison. That's who they and atheism. This is not a game anymore, y'all. They're coming after us. And we got to hit them right in their mouth and take them out. We'll come back. We'll continue our conversation with uh, with Vince Ellison. If you'd like to find out everything about him, you can see the trailer he talked about. You can find out about the books he's already written. And, of course, you can go ahead and get the book that's coming out on October the 3rd, Crime Incorporated, How Democrats Employ Mafia and Gangster Tactics to Gain and Hold Power. You just go to VinceEllison.com. That's VinceEllison.com. We will continue on Rick and Bubba University, the podcast. This is the Rick and Bubba Show. Watch more at blazetv.com slash Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Our guest is Vince E. Ellison. You can go to his website, vinceellison.com. Um, you, you've made it very clear that this is a war, that we have a political war. Uh, and But I, I think the thing that baffles all of us is everything you've been saying, there really is no argument against it. But for some reason... The left has done a masterful job convincing so many people that if you say the things that you say, you're more horrible than the things you're pointing out that they do because the one unforgivable crime is to be mean, hateful, or, or to disagree, disagree yeah. or to disagree with the bleeding heart, you know, all loving, all kind Democrats. And uh, so why is that so effective and what can we do to try to change that? it's very psychological. You know, we have a herd mentality here in America. And we also have a cognitive dissonance and a Stockholm syndrome. 
See, the Democratic Party is so cruel and so evil. Uh, when when you beat a person down to a point, they start identifying with their oppressors. It's called Stockholm Syndrome. Yeah. Patty, you know, Patty Hearst had it. Yeah. Um, uh, the uh, Soviets do it. The, the Chinese do it with their concentration camps. They take people in and they humiliate them. They beat them down. And when you go into these poor areas, these 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 ghettos, the men the men are just they're, they're just merely castrated. They've been told all their lives they're victims. They're no good. They're nothing. The country hates them. You're black. See, I I take this thing all the way back to Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, in 1963 when he did that he did I have a dream speech. It was very interesting because he's on a pedestal now, and I had to go all the way back. I, was, I read my Bible every day, and Jesus Christ said, you know, they asked him, how you know a false prophet? He said, your tree is known by the fruit it bears. You will not get good fruit from an evil tree or evil fruit from a good tree. Each tree and each fruit be after its own. I'm, I live about 10 miles from um, Lynchburg, Virginia, and Jerry Farwell came from here. And, you know, a lot of people hate Jerry Farwell, but look at his works. Look at his fruit. Yeah, he has his beautiful... His, this, this, this university that he built is the largest private university in America, maybe the world. It has 100,000 students that are graduating from every year down at Liberty. He has a church. That's a 10,000 member mega church that's still going. His, his son, Jonathan Falwell, uh, uh, is, is, is over it now. Look at his fruit, but look at the black community. Five times more men in prison. Family breakdown. Black economy's gone. Black education system is just in ruin. Uh, we made more progress 100 years after slavery than we made in the past 50 years. Since 1968, the black community, the economics has flatlined, hadn't moved any in 50, 60 years. 80% of our children were born out of wedlock before the civil rights movement, um, uh, uh, in two-parent families, excuse me, before the civil rights movement, 80% born out of wedlock now. Now, how does this happen? Well, Martin Luther King Jr. gets in front of everybody and say that he has, uh, that, that uh, uh, in this I Have a Dream speech, he says, 100 years after the Emancipation Proclamation, the Negro is still not free. Well, that is a lie. I was born free. Our Declaration of Independence says, my freedom is an unalienable right. It is given to me by God. It is irrevocable, non-transferable, and unsellable. The government cannot take it from me, and the government cannot give it to me. It's like my color of my skin. It's mine. He stood up and said he had a dream that one day that I will not be judged by the color of my skin. I don't care about you judging me by the color. You think I'm going to run behind a racist and say, hey, sir, please look over the color of my skin. No, never me. He told black people to stalk white America, looking in their windows, kicking in their doors, instead of making their communities safer and their communities better. No, break in the dance, not ask permission, not earn it. Go to government, get the gun, put it to the head of your white neighbor and say, either let me into your establishment or we're going to bankrupt you. When one of when 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 you look in your Bible, one of the eleven people that will not enter the kingdom of heaven is the extortioner. You do not extort your way in. You win their hearts. You win their minds, or you don't get in at all. You don't call the federal government like like Vito Corleone did in the Godfather when he would call. Yeah. I call Luca Brasi on you. Yeah, <laughs> you'll give me what I want. Right. This Man. is why black people are still at the bottom of every socioeconomic statistic in America. We follow behind that stinking thinking, marching protesting, aggravating people, screaming, yelling, instead of going into your own communities, making them better. They talk about white privilege. Yeah, it's a privilege to be white, but it's also a privilege to be black. It is a privilege to be an American, but it's shown up a privilege to be a Christian. Yeah. And I am an heir of Jesus Christ. I'm a child of God. Nobody's superior to me. 
I can never be a victim. And so these black preachers walking around here screaming about reparations and victimization and oppression. They're liars and apostates. They're front to God. You cannot be a Christian and be a victim. You cannot be a Christian and be oppressed. We are brothers and sisters. And, brother, and we all have gifts. Good HVAC man, a good, uh, a good transmission man, a good mechanic, a good yard guy, a good cook. We elevate all. We elevate each other. Instead, we have gift envy, arguing and fighting about foolishness. While these liberals sit here and they're taking America from us, while Christians sit here and fight one another. Yeah. This is what has to stop. And Crime Meat talks about how these criminals do this, how they make us fight one another, how they make us envy one another, how they spread drugs in our community, how they have mothers and daughters and children fighting. It's a shame. And we have to wake up as Christians and Americans and fight back. I'm you, sorry, guys. I went a little long right there. but No, like no, it's good stuff. We want to hear what you've got to say. Too lazy to stop. Vince, we we demand a lot out of our football coaches. I mean, if you don't if you don't get results, we get rid of you. Yes. I'm just curious as to in some of these cities that you mentioned that clearly have massive problems, why do we keep voting for the same people? Why don't they demand a change uh and from the ground up to try at least just try something new? You know, forget political sides. What we've been doing ain't working. Why don't they try something totally different? Why do they keep staying with the same old coaching staff and the same old plays that have not worked? And they will tell you they're not working because they're unhappy. Yeah, there, there, there are three things that's happening there. One is they're not winning these places by 90, 95%. The Democrats steal elections. They always have. Every large city has a machine. Uh, in 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 in, in uh, up in New York used to be Tammany Hall back in the 1800s, and then it became the Daily Machine down in Chicago, and the, and then it was the Pendergrass Machine down in Missouri, and it was the Bradley Machine inside of Los 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 Angeles. Every one of these big cities have a have a machine, and they, they stuff ballots, street money, souls to the polls. Black people are the only people in America that get paid during election year. Most other groups are, uh, have their own packs and they pay politicians. No, politicians pay black people and they do it through the black preacher, the black, the black uh, 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 groups like NAACP, SELC, and then the black politicians come down with their bag, bag money and they, they, they spread money around. So number one, the elections are fixed. Number two, the, the Republicans don't show up. They made a deal with Lee Atwater back in 1992. Uh, the Republicans have been, hadn't didn't have the House for 42 years. And Lee Atwater was on the RNC and he wanted to get the House back. So he got a plan. He said, I'm going to get the members of the Black Caucuses in all of these states, because the states decide how the how, how the congressional districts are drawn. I'm going to get them to vote with me and vote for my plan. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to do it. He went to them and said, if you vote for my redistricting plan, I will not only double your members in your state houses, We'll give you a majority black congressional district, and and we will quadruple your numbers in the house uh, and in in the in, in the house of representatives. Okay, and and then on top of that, what I'll do, I guarantee you that I will never ever help any Republican that runs against you in perpetuity if you continue to vote for my redistricting plan. They did since that time in nineteen ninety until the Republicans won the house in nineteen ninety four, and they've had it all but eight years since then. Because the Black Caucus and the Republicans get together, vote for the redistricting plan that the Republicans want, and make sure that the Black Caucuses keep their districts and the Republicans do not come into those districts whatsoever. 
They do not campaign. They don't care what your color of your skin is. They don't care what's going on. If you're running as a Republican in one of those majority black districts, you get no help. So consequently, for the last, oh, 30-something years, the black community hasn't heard the GOP message at all. Instead, a bunch of um, black Democrats have gone down there and said the most, some of the most horrible things about them. And since they're not down there to defend it, the people believe it. So you have that. You have you 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 have them stealing elections. You have the GOP not going down there and not really running anybody. So basically, the black community is just left in a in a in a in a vice. And the only people that are going to get them out of that vice are people like you and me. And you guys are doing a great job by having me on today because that's part of what we must do. You must get the information out there. We must talk to one another. See, by you guys doing this, somebody down there is going to hear this. One of the white friends that are working for him might tell some brother working out there, hey, man, da, 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 check out this every dollar. It's going to get out. Truth crushed down to the ground will, will rise again. They can't censor us. They're going to try. They can't do it. They've tried to censor me. I came off Tucker Carlson with um, my, my trailer. I got 100,000 hits on YouTube in one day. They took it off YouTube. Now, they'll let Cardi B come on YouTube wow. and shake her behind all day long. <laughs> but they took my trailer off. Now, why would they do that? Because they don't want the truth. But I'm still out here. I'm on your show. You're putting it out there. They're not going to stop us. And as you saw, Trump is, is breaking into the black vote big time. And they're panicking. They said last poll, he had like 20, 25% of the black vote. No Republican has ever gotten that. Why? Because of what you guys are doing and because of what people like me are doing. And we're going to keep on doing it. We'll be back. We'll continue our conversation with Vince E. Ellison. Go to his website, VinceELLison.com. When Rick and Bubba University, the podcast continues. So we were just talking uh, with with Vince uh, about the problem of you feel like everywhere you turn, you know, the left is waiting to guilt you or to punish you or to cancel you. And as he says rightfully in his book, that's how they operate, just like a crime family. But Patriot Mobile wants you to know you really do have a choice when it comes to wireless because so many times you're like, well, I just feel like I'm supporting these companies, but I don't have any choice. Well, and you they, do. Yeah, they don't support your values. No, they don't. But Patriot Mobile does. Uh, as a matter of fact, Patriot Mobile is the only Christian conservative wireless provider in America. Uh, they are the only one. Uh, Patriot Mobile offers dependable nationwide coverage, giving you the ability to access all three major networks, which means you get the same coverage you've been accustomed to without funding the left. So when you switch to major, uh, Patriot Mobile, you're going to be sending the message that you support free speech, uh, religious freedom, sanctity of life. Second Amendment, military veterans and first responders are heroes, and they get special discounts at Patriot Mobile. Now, if you want free activation, use the offer code Rick Bubba. That's Rick Bubba. Make the switch today. If you don't love it, they'll switch you back to where you came from. You can even keep your own number. No need to uh, change your number either if you don't want to. PatriotMobile.com slash Rick Bubba. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Rick Bubba, or call 878-PATRIOT. Rick and Bubba University, the podcast. Thank you for being with us today. Vince Everett Ellison is with us, and I'm telling you, he is uh, he's making noise. Uh, he is uh, letting his voice be heard, uh, and uh, he has been writing incredible books to kind of uh, shed the light on what's going on with the Democratic Party, especially and how they have successfully convinced Black America that there is no hope without them. Uh, he is going. His brand new book is called Crime Incorporated. Uh, how Democrats employ mafia and gangster tactics not to just gain power, but to hold on to it. 
And, uh, and Bubba, you and, and, and Vince just talked, and Vince, you answered. Even when things are not going well, the left still has the ability to convince you that it's not their fault, even though they're in charge. And, uh, yeah, and if I'd have been losing for 40 years, I might be looking for a change in coach or quarterback on that. Uh, Vince, I did want to ask you, because you mentioned uh, that Donald Trump had made such inroads well, with black voters. Uh, why do you think that is? Right now, black people kind of identify with Trump. See, the Democratic Party's been killing black men for the last 220 years. Uh, you know, Knight Riders, Ku Klux Klan, dogs, bloodhounds on them, locking them up uh, on, 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 on scurious charges like they always do. Because, you know, black people have just been poor, just like poor whites. They did them the same way. They made us fight one another. It's like a gladiator school down south where the top elites watched us. They put it, put us against one another. Yeah. Uh, Donald Trump now sees how it is to be uh, a black man in America because the dogs have been set on it. Uh, he has the money to fight back. Uh, that's the only difference. But he understands now. And black men are looking at Donald Trump and say, you see now, don't you? And he says, yes, I understand. They are a criminal organization. They will use the law to destroy you. If you become their enemy, they don't care about you. They will destroy you. They will use the law. The United States of America, they did the same thing to black. Lynchings, beatings. Uh, the, sheriff, the sheriff would be part of the Ku Klux Klan. The law was a tool for them to use to gain and maintain power. And so this, 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 this Democratic Party is not the old Democratic Party uh, before 1960. They were just a bunch of racists and rabble, uh, a bunch of Klan members. This is a sophisticated organization that was taken over by the mafia, I mean, by the Marxists and the communists, a bunch of educated Marxists and communists in 1972. In the 1968 convention, if you remember it, or if you look at your history, you see that they tried to take it over then, but Mayor Daley ran them out. They were in Chicago, hmm. and they beat them up in the streets, the hard hats, and, and the police, and they were screaming, the whole world is watching, and they were all bleeding and stuff. Well, they were all crying and stuff, and Saul, and Saul, and Saul Alinsky, who was with them at the time, he wrote the book Rules for Radicals. Oh, yeah. so you guys got three cho choices. Either go find yourself a wall and start crying, a wailing wall, start, start throwing bombs, and, and then the people will turn on the GOP side, or the next convention, y'all be the delegates. And that's what they did. They went back. He said, go back home, organize, and the next convention, be the delegate. They did. They went back home. They took over state conventions. And then when they came to Miami in 1972, they controlled the, the, the whole Democratic convention. Matter of fact, when Mayor Daley bought his group from Chicago, they refused to seat him and put Jesse Jackson and Singer's group in Mayor Daley's place. Ran Mayor Daley out that time. And that was the first convention that had um, gay rights on the roster and abortion on, 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 on the roster and prayer out of schools and all that stuff. That's when the Marxists and the communists took over the Democrat Party. A young Nancy Pelosi, a young Joe Biden, a young Jesse Jackson, a young Jim Clyburn, all these old stalwarts in their 80s now were back there then. And they have not let the power go. And they have their people in the media. They have their people on the city, uh, on, on the school boards. Oh, it is well-oiled and well-trained. And they are they know exactly what they're doing. And they will make us fight one another. You know, the Christians here, 85% of black folks say they're Christians. 75% of white folks say they're Christians. But we fighting all the time over foolishness. Oh, we'll we'll go to war over a flag or over over a monument while the while the liberals got drag queens shaking their behinds in our children's faces yep. and allowing our boys to come to school and transition. Yep. Boy can come boy can leave home with a with a with a shirt and, and a cowboy hat on and come go to school and put on a, a skirt and put on makeup and high heels and the school won't tell the, the, the parent nothing about it. 
Boy, just walk around looking like a girl with a wig on. Yeah. Yeah. And, that's and, where we are. Because we're not paying attention, which would be the fight over trivial. And we have to see this for what it is. It's a game that they're winning, and we have to put a stop to it. And you you talk in, in the book, and, and it's true, we're not going – the only way that you change this, and, and it is hard because, as you point out, they also do a pretty good job of making sure elections go their way however they can – but the only way to defeat them is to take them out of power. There, there really is no other way on all the points you make in the book and all the points you're making. And sometimes uh, their, their fear tactic is so overwhelming. But what I think people misunderstand, when we, you talk about them being Marxists and communists, people are like, well, y'all are exaggerating because, and Bubba and I have asked this question, if you become ruler over a e- economy and a society that is third world, what have you accomplished and what people don't understand and what Sololinsky taught all these disciples of his, the ruling class won't live the way the rest of us will live. They want the rest of us to live in mediocrity, but they never will live that way, nor do they currently live that way in countries where they're in power. They never do. And you're so exactly right. See, they're, they're very canny. They'll take up people and they'll demoralize them. They'll tell them that you're not worth anything, that you can't do anything that you're less than. I, uh, my daughter and I sit back and watch The Hunchback of Notre Dame and how uh, John claude Fuller would talk to The Hunchback to keep him under control. He had him sing a little song. I'm ugly. You know, I'm ugly. Uh, 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 people hate me. I'm hated. Uh, they, they'll, they'll kill you. They'll kill me. And they say this to these black children in the ghettos all the time. They'll tell them that they're, that, that they're despised, that they're hated, that their country hates them. The only way that they can get anything is through protest. And that is a lie. My family has become very successful here in the United States of America. Very successful. Why? Because we believe. Very, very simple. We just believe. We believe if you do something well, good people will hold you up. It's natural. Jesse Owens was given a ticker tape parade when he came back after beating Hitler in the 1930s through New York City. Joe Lewis. America loved Joe Lewis. They loved Jackie Robinson. Anyone that does well. Our Bible tells us when Cain slew his brother Abel, God asked Cain, what had he done? Before he had slew him, Cain was angry. And God asked him, why was he angry? And he said to Cain something that's universal. He was teaching his grandson something that a lot of people still don't understand. He said, Cain, if you do well, will you not be accepted? Right. And if not, sin waits at the door to master you, but you must master it. If you do well, will you not be accepted? That's what God told Cain. You're mad at Abel because Abel did well. His sacrifice was accepted. You didn't do well, Cain, but you want me to accept your sacrifice. No, son, it don't work like that. Black people and many Americans don't want to do well, but they want to be accepted. But if you do well, if you do well, even though Muhammad Ali was a black Muslim, talked all kind of trash. We call him the greatest, even though he's dead. Michael Jordan, you name them. If you do well, you are accepted in America. But if you are, if you sitting around and you're lying and you're a backslider and you and you and, 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 and you don't work hard and you're complaining all the time, nobody likes you. Nobody likes a stalker. I don't care how beautiful the woman is. If she becomes a stalker, she becomes ugly. And that's what these Democrats have made most Americans. They made them a generation of stalkers. And our Bible tells us, "Thou shalt not covet." anything of that neighbor. 
But then they come out saying income inequality. Yeah. Our Bible tells us you are commanded to forgive. Forgive. But they're out there talking about reparations. We're commanded to give forbearance. But they're talking about America has to pay. Jesus left and he said, my peace, I leave with you. But they went around saying, no justice, no peace. Do you see the contradiction? Yeah. Do you see why black people at the bottom of every socioeconomic statistic in America, that they call themselves Christians, but they don't act like Christians, they don't vote like Christians? And so their houses are left to them desolate. And until we start living our lives, that means voting, acting, and living the way God demanded, we're going to stay exactly where we are, and these liberals are going to take over this nation. Do you see any success when, because there are becoming more and more voices in the black community uh, that are conservatives. And as you said, all of them are people that, and, and, and we don't, we're not going to pretend that everybody is on the same path, meaning there's obstacles in front of individual people for all sorts of reasons that may not be in front of other people for all sorts of reasons. But though the path sometimes may be more difficult, this country still offers you the best shot like you just said, if you'll do well, and all who do well and are people of integrity and character become accepted and even celebrated regardless of ethnicity, uh, I, I, the people that are lazy and, and, are, and are, you know, depend on crime or being told that you know, there's a certain equity between them and somebody who's done well, even though they, they don't want to do what that person did to do well, they just want to take it from them, it doesn't matter what color that person's skin is. No one likes that person. Uh, you know, and and I see the other thing that is happening now to to all communities, but the black community to a higher level, is once again the left is playing a a terrible, terrible uh, joke on the black community and all communities, but the black community even has higher numbers of the breakdown of the patriarchal system. Men are not the answer to the problems; they are the problem, and everybody's better off without them. And men, don't let anybody tell you you've got to take responsibility for your family because your family doesn't even need you. And right. E and, and right now, we're what? In our country, we're almost to 50% one-parent households. And I know in the black community, it's in the in the high 70s uh, percent. Right. Um, so this is just another play from the Crime Incorporated, break down the man and you take the house. Yeah, they, they, they see the black community. They see the inner city as a cotton field. They've always seen the black community that way. Um, they believe that we're to be either uh, exploited or we're supposed to be used for entertainment. Um, they're cruel people, and we have to recognize them as that. But again, there's a lot of cover out there. Uh, the black preacher, the black politician, the black civil rights organizer. But the smartest thing that the white conservative ever did was when he left, when they left the, uh, the Democratic Party in the, in the, in the early 70s. And a lot of people said, oh, they left because they were racist and they joined the Republican Party. No, it wasn't. They saw where the Democratic Party was headed. They saw it was a party that was uh, being controlled by uh, leftists and Marxists, communists. They, they, they saw that it was going to become an atheist party. They saw it was going to be an anti-family party, anti-education party. And they left it. And, and if they hadn't left it, they'd be where black people are right now, at the bottom of every socioeconomic statistic in the industrialized mm. world. So that's the smartest thing they ever did. Bravo. I wish black people would have left the Democratic Party back then and jumped and jumped to the conservative party. Because conservatism is, is what works, and we see it now. You know, they walk around strutting. Like they're proud of what they've done inside the black community. They're proud of the schools in Baltimore, where none of the children are, are, are proficient. 
in reading or math. They're proud of it. They're proud of the crime, the snatch and grab inside Chicago. They're, they're, they're proud of all of the, the nastiness of hip hop music. You know, Barack Obama uh, and, uh, and and Joe Biden celebrating hip hop. Joe Joe Biden was somewhere the other day celebrating <laughs> hip hop music. Yeah, you know, he couldn't the quite get LL Cool J out, could he? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, people are called they use the N word, right? The call call they, they call, call call women the B word. Yeah, the W word. The worst stuff you ever heard in your life. There was a time in America where the church and the NLACP would have ran these people off. We remember back in the 90s when it came out and they tried to censor them. No, now they are celebrating it. And when you hold these people up high, and when you show the world that these are good folks, how can you tell a young black man to not emulate that? See, we used to bring Joe Lewis to the White House. We used to bring Jackie Robinson to the White House. People that you want to emulate. Who You're telling our children how to emulate Snoop Dogg, Rick Ross. <laughs> Lil Wayne, Cardi B, Megan Thee Stallion. Some of the nastiest, perverted, dysfunctional stuff in the world. And as a wise man said, when I come into a town, I don't want to meet the man to make the law. I want to meet the man to sing the songs. See, because Thomas Wolfe said that culture is the arts elevated to a set of beliefs. Your culture is nothing but what your arts are. The arts determine the culture. The culture determines the politics. So uh, Andrew Breitbart said that politics is downstream of culture. Well, arts, well, culture is downstream of arts, what we teach our children. Yeah. And hip hop is nothing but satanic and nasty. And you see what's happening in the black community behind it. And Joe Biden and Barack Obama celebrate hip hop music. Why don't you just celebrate porn? Right. Why, why don't you just celebrate uh demonic spirits that's all it is it's nothing good comes out of it yeah we'll come back and, and we'll we'll and talk more about yeah you. yeah we'll talk more about this we'll wrap up we got one more segment and we'll continue to talk to uh, vince ellison and we'll tell you more about the book crime incorporated and how you can get it when we wrap up this edition of rick and bubba university the podcast right after this all right so bubba brand new sponsor that you know sometimes a sponsor you start thinking What's going on here? I, I literally was talking to my wife who is, is having a hard time sleeping right now. And she's like, you know, every, I really got to get my sleeping back, my sleeping rhythm back. And if you don't uh, have your sleep, Rick. You don't have a day. You got nothing. Yep. And I had someone, a friend of mine last night say, has she ever tried beam dream powder? I, I, and I was like, I, I can't believe you said that. They just, they just start advertising with us. And uh, so if you are, are sleeping less than six to seven hours a night, then you're, this is going to be linked to reduce white blood cell count, uh, and you know that protects the body against illnesses, diseases, it fights viruses, bacteria, and more. So poor sleep is a lot more than just weight gain and mood issues and and poor mental health and, and lower productivity. Your body actually can't do, like Bubba just said, what it's supposed to do. Uh, so I'm going to introduce you to Beam B E A M Dream. Uh, we've been raving about this Beam Dream powder. Uh, because it's it's a healthy hot cocoa, and you and I love hot chocolate. <laughs> and all you do, Bubba, is you just take this, mix it up, drink a little hot chocolate, and uh, and you will sleep so much better. It's an all natural blend of uh, reishi, uh, magnesium, uh, L-theanine, uh, melatonin, uh, and then uh, it helps you to fall uh, sleep faster. It's also got the nano CBD in it, uh, and you know it helps you wake up refreshed, helps you sleep better. 
Uh, a study just revealed that Dream uh, Beam Dream helped 93 percent of the users wake up feeling more refreshed. 93 percent reported that that Dream helped them get a more restful night's sleep. So why don't you get yours now? Okay, here's all you got to do. If you want to try Beam's best-selling Dream Powder, get up to 40% off for a limited time when you shop Beam.com. Shopbeam.com slash Rick Bubba. That's S-H-O-P-B-E-A-M. So put the shop and beam together. Shopbeam.com slash Rick Bubba. Use the code Rick Bubba at checkout. That's B-E-A-M.com slash Rick Bubba. Use the code Rick Bubba. We're going to get you 40% off. That's B-E-A-M dot com slash Rick Bubba and start sleeping better with help from Dream from Bing. All right, so we're wrapping up uh, this edition of Rick and Bubba University, the podcast. Uh, Vincent is here with us, VinceEllison.com. Just put that together, VinceEllison.com. The brand-new book is called Crime Incorporated, and it officially comes out uh, Vince on the third of October, which, by the way, Vince is my birthday. That <laughs> oh, is my that's there my birthday. I'll turn fifty nine. Uh, it's right. it's your third book, so so tell the audience uh, how they can how they can get it and and what they can expect. Well, it's on it's on Amazon.com, of course. Go to Amazon.com. You can get it there. You can go to my website at VinceEllison.com, and you can get my my documentary where you go to hell for me. Like I said, uh, it'll it'll knock your socks off. If you look at the trailer, you'll want to watch the documentary because it tells you things you've never known about the civil rights movement, Martin Luther King Jr. It tells you about uh, how these Democrats are setting us up to vote for them, knowing that it's putting our souls in jeopardy, and you can't vote for these people and think you're going to go to heaven. It's just not going to happen. Vince, uh, I, I want to ask you about one of the real hot-button topics in our culture right now, and that's abortion. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's being packaged as women's health. We know it's about birth control, but really at its beginning, it has a much, much more evil and, d- and deep way that it got started, and, and it affects the black community like no other. Yeah, in my book, Crime Inc., I talk about this is how the Democrat Party makes a lot of its money. It's like the mafia off of hits. They kill people. Mm. So the mob would, 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 would kill you, and they, they, they pay, pay the mob. So the Democrat Party has, uh, has 1,500. Mob, mob hit sites called Planned Parenthood. They kill over a million people a day and they all get money. They get kickbacks from uh, every hit that they make. It started out with Margaret Sanger. She called it the Negro Project. It was designed to kill as many black people as they as as she possibly could because she thought the black people were inferior. Something's going to surprise you guys that I talk about here in Crime Inc. and in my and, and, and inside my movie, uh, Will You Go to Hell for Me? Guess who was the first recipient of the Mar- Margaret Sanger Award in 1966? Martin Luther King Jr. Wow, that's Martin Luther King Jr. Um, he he had he had a lot of communists in in his organization. The guy that helped him start the SELC, name was Stanley Levinson. He was a communist, and the guy that wrote the charter was Bayard Rustin. He was also a, a communist, and the guy who, who was the um, executive director of the SELC was Jack O'Dell. He was a communist. John F. Kennedy and Bobby Kennedy told King about these guys. Said you got to get rid of them because we're affiliated with you now, and if you go down, we go down. King wouldn't do it. And that's and that is and that's where the wild types came from, because they couldn't trust him. And that's where they found out he was in the orgies and 45 girlfriends and he was a drunk and he had outside children. They 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 followed him for, for about two years and saw that he was with prostitutes and group sex. It was just and I said, okay, you put all this together, and then you put that together with the with the with the fruit. 
of what, 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 what was accomplished. And you see, it matches. It matches that what the common turn said in 1956. They gave their people orders in the civil rights movement to make the black community in America a, a, a complete replica of the Soviet Union. And they've succeeded. Dictator worship. We have one-party rule, apostate religion, mm. violence, drug abuse. We're just like the old Soviet Union. And now they want to spread this to all of America. And when you look at the Democrat Party, forget what they say. Look at what they vote for. Atheism, sex trafficking, open borders, um, uh, 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 government-controlled education, disarming the American people so they can control them anytime they want to. See, uh, this is dangerous. This is no longer a game. We have to recognize the enemy because he's not going to tell you, oh, y'all, I'm a Marxist and I'm a communist. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no. He's a he's a wolf in sheep's clothing. You know what Jesus said? He's yeah. going to tell you, I'm your friend. Right. As Satan told Eve in the garden, you won't surely die. He's going to whisper in your ear and tell you what you want to hear. Whatever he has to do to get you to vote for him, he'll do it. But he will never, ever rise you, never raise you up. You'll always stay under his foot. He'll always say you're under his control. He will not tell you to forgive. He will not tell you to love. He will not tell you to show forbearance. He will not tell you to pray to God. He will not tell you you are not oppressed. He will not tell you you are not a victim. He will tell you everything but that. And he'll tell you, forget God. Forget yourself. Believe in me. You can't do it. That's true. Understand who these people are and run them out of office in 2024. Thank you so much for being with us today. VinceEllison.com. Go there right now and uh, and find Crime Inc. Because what he said is true. To understand the enemy, you got to get, get educated on the strategy and how they work. And he does a, an outstanding job in all the books, this third book uh, as well. So go right now to VinceEllison.com and find out everything you can possibly know about uh, all this different content that Vince has worked so hard and researched to put out. It's very, very important that you do so. Thank you, Vince Ellison, uh, Ellison, and thank you, all of you, for joining us on this edition of Rick and Bubba University, the podcast. <laughs>